Checkmates. When it feels like you can't win, check in with a mate. Well, hello. Welcome back to the Checkmates podcast. I'm Leah, the host of this podcast, and we are on season one, episode two. This is the second edition to our library of emotions we're collating. And today's topic or feeling or emotion is tired, tiredness. Um, I think it's such a crucial time to talk about this feeling as we're all coming out of lockdown. We've all had very minimal contact with each other, minimal plans, minimal things going on. And now we're being thrown out into the world and being told to keep up, keep out, keep the economy alive, see people, do this, go back to work. Um, And it's a lot. And I think a lot of people are feeling the same way. This tiredness, this fatigue and physically, but also just emotionally. It's been such a whirlwind year, year and a half. I don't think anyone knows how to feel about it, what's right, what's wrong. Um, And so I wanted to talk about this today. But again, I always like to start by talking about what tiredness means to me, the definition of tiredness, um, you know, on paper, how we're supposed to feel, what everyone tells us is the right thing to do. And it's funny, when you Google uh, the, the, the emotion of feeling tired, if that makes sense, um, it actually is not classified as an emotion. It's classified as a kind of aftermath feeling. And so when someone tells you, oh, I'm feeling tired, it's because of another event or another feeling, emotion, making them feel tired. And so tired is always the kind of, almost the physical uh, representation of that kind of fatigue. You, When you're tired, you're normally your body aches or you've got a headache or you don't want to do anything or it's much more physical than just this soul emotion and so people feel tired after they've been angry after they've cried a lot after they've had such a good day and it's been so exciting it's it's such an interesting concept as a feeling because it can be triggered by so many different emotions to begin with Obviously, when you Google tiredness or tired, you get a lot of images of beds and people sleeping and, you know, bloodshot eyes. And I don't think that that is always the case. Sometimes when I'm feeling tired and especially when I'm feeling emotionally fatigued, it carries in very different ways. And sometimes when I'm tired, I actually have the complete opposite and I'm actually overstimulated. I'm um, I was going to say aggressive. I don't think that's the right word, but I'm on edge about stuff. I'm stressed. I'm uh, short-tempered. I'm anxious. And it doesn't always, the feeling of tiredness for me doesn't always make me want to sleep. It can actually be the opposite. Um, but sleep is interesting. Everyone needs their sleep. Scientists say you need, what, between seven to nine hours of sleep as a healthy adult a night. And I'd be interested to know how many of you think you actually get that every night or whether you make up for it in other areas um but yeah seven to nine hours and as a child sleep is such a punishment well it was for me anyway if I was bad or I'd done something wrong or I was being naughty or whatever it was like well go to bed you know uh, you can't stay up late this was this was a punishment you have to go to bed yeah, you see sleep as this punishment, this time out. And it feels so grown up or adult to stay up late or 
you know, midnight feast and all this stuff, you're constantly trying to avoid sleep. And as a child, when you wake up in the morning, you're awake. You don't crave that next few hours. Your body doesn't register that you need more sleep. And so when you wake up in the night as a child, most of the time you're up, you're ready to go. You know, it's 4am, you're jumping on your parents' bed. You're going for it. And then you move into teenage years where it becomes a reward. It completely switches. And as a teenager growing, you need a lot more sleep. Your body is trying to develop and hormones and all this nonsense going inside your body and you do need more sleep but for me personally I used it as a reward if I got this done I could take a nap if I got all my work done the night before I could lie in in the morning that was very much how I saw sleep as a reward and I rewarded myself with sleep but I've never been one to nap that's interesting I've never been one to nap I have taken naps in my life um but I always wake up feeling awful I feel wake up feeling groggy tired lethargic no it doesn't work for me some people can do a quick little power nap get up sprightly before I cannot do that and so for me in the last couple of years it's been really finding a balance because I think especially again I was at boarding school and so the pressure on the week to keep up keep this routine keep going meant that on the weekends I crashed. I really crashed and it got to Sundays in particular and I wasn't getting out of bed until 10, 11 and I just wanted to do nothing all day. I just wanted to see people, watch movies, do nothing and I'd probably go to bed early on a Sunday night too. And it's been recently that I've really tried to push for a routine that is manageable, that I can stick to, that I can balance without ever crashing And so for me, I think if I'm getting enough sleep in the week, there's no need for me to need lions on the weekend. There's no need for me to sleep more because I want to keep it consistent and I want to keep it balanced. And that's been really, really, really hard, really hard. And I don't think I've got there yet, but it's definitely been something I'm working towards. And coming out of lockdown or or going into lockdown, I should say, when we were in lockdown, I slept a lot more. There was less for me to get up for. There was less motivation to do anything. I was emotionally fatigued by the entire situation, everything that was going on. And I slept a lot. And I don't ever feel guilty for that because I think it was a chance for my body to just rest. And it was a chance where I could switch off. I didn't have to think about anything. And I could just chill out. My body didn't need to do anything. And and with... Going through the pandemic, I think none of us realised how how much was going on in our subconscious, how much was spinning round about worries about what other people were doing or how they were going to act or how we were doing or who we were looking after or what was next and we couldn't plan this and, and I don't think we ever really sat down or I, at least I don't think I ever really sat down and and worked out everything that my brain was trying to fix in that time and so since coming out and I've had a complete life switch I'm in a new country new job new routine new people new friends I've really tried to start fresh with my sleeping habits and I've realized that I work much better in the morning I'm a very much a morning person I can get up at six and start work and that is when I am at my peak, that's when I'm performing the best, that's when I'm profiting off of my time the most and so I've made sure to stick to that and I've made sure to 
reap the benefits from those early morning hours and some people it's the complete opposite some people work really well at night I never have I've never studied at night I can't do it I get to bed at about nine I'm tired early in the evening and so for me if I don't take those few hours in the morning I find it very hard to kind of catch up later on in the day but it's a very interesting topic and when someone says to you oh yeah I'm a morning person I get up at six it's this there's almost this competition about who can get up earlier who can you know have the do their run, have a bit of yoga, walk their dog, fly to the moon before 10am. And yet no one, it's not the same way with, with night owls who stay up late to work. There's almost this embarrassment about staying in the office too late or being a SWAT or... It's been interesting, especially recently, I think we've had this discussion a lot more, especially in the entrepreneurial world, about hustle culture and this productivity addiction, and viewing sleep as this necessity, right, bish, bash, bosh, get it done, finished, you know, minimal time, minimal effort, let's just let my body reset and then go again. And it's very dangerous to get into that habit of just viewing everything as necessity and going through and fitting stuff in and not listening to your body on a daily basis. And I wrote an Instagram post on my personal account recently. And I'm going to read that to you. I wrote it in February, February 11th, I posted it. And I think it's really interesting. It was actually about sleep. It was titled about sleep. And I'm just going to read that to you now. Productivity does not mean running yourself into the ground. Doing your best does not mean sacrificing everything in your life. I really don't know what me time is at the moment. In the past, I enjoyed things like sport and making music, and I considered that me time. But they were compulsory to me at the time. I was conditioned to believe that any time you were given, you had to make productive. If you're not learning something, you're wasting time, right? But that's wrong. I've always laughed it off. And used excuses like, (laughs) I can't sit still, I like being busy, ants in my pants. And I think those things are true to a certain extent. I do enjoy having a project. I do enjoy being sociable. I'm not naturally a lazy person. I am incredibly ambitious and hold myself to incredibly high standards, but always end up beating myself up. A Virgo, through and through. But when my body physically won't let me sleep past exactly 8.04am, I think it's more nurture than nature. I feel guilty when I get to the end of the day and have nothing to show for it. When I don't have a piece of work or a new friend to prove I was productive. I can't get out of bed past 9.30 without feeling like I've wasted precious time. I was so used to structure and other people telling me what to achieve in my day that when I was left to make my own day, I felt pressure to perform to the same unattainable standards. For me, the last year has been one of the busiest years for me. I've worked full time the whole way through, moved country and started my journey to creating my own business, even in a global pandemic. I can't take time for myself. It's interesting that even as I type this, I'm worried that people will perceive me as showing off my achievements, as if I'm shaming people for not achieving their dreams in a global pandemic. 
I mean, it's nuts if I can't take time for myself when I am being told to stay at home. It's really highlighted this issue for me and left me questioning what I feel I am making up for. Who am I trying to prove something to? Or is this simply a case of unlearning more bullshit I was taught as a child? To do. Find out what Leah time actually means. And I love that post. It's one of my favourite ones I've written uh, on my personal account. I like to I like to use it as a sort of journal portfolio of ups and downs. <laughs> and for me, that's really one of my favourites. It feels one of the most real and raw. I think the fact that I still now and didn't at the time come to a conclusion or, or a, a fix to how I was feeling, I'm still working on it. And I think I'm finding a balance. I'm getting there. It's becoming easier, but I haven't reached that yet. And I still feel this, this pressure, this, the embarrassment of not keeping up and this pressure to keep going and always have something to show for yourself and prove this. And I think it comes from some kind of insecurity that I'm not enough. And I have to prove my worth all the time and prove that I'm in the right place. And and I still pass things off as being lucky or, um, you know, oh, just right, to, right place at the right time. And, and I, I'm doing both. I'm drilling myself into the ground to keep up. And then I can't even sit back and take any credit for it because I'm blaming it on the universe. And it's a very unhealthy pattern. And I'm definitely focusing on that and trying to step back and appreciate what I've got and what I'm doing and just pat myself on the back once in a while and say you know what you're doing okay there is worse places to be there's worse things you could be doing (laughs) you're not a bad person since living alone and breaking up with my ex I have no qualms in going to bed before 10 p.m (laughs) I don't necessarily enjoy staying up any longer than I feel necessary Um, and I've never really been a night owl but I can very easily waste or or sit and try and waste away those last few hours in the evening I think those that is the time that I feel most alone it's the time I feel most self-reflective and if I'm not in the right state of mind to fully delve into that with myself, then I shut, I shut down, I shut off. And so for me, I, I find then find it much easier to get up earlier in the morning because I have those early nights. But as soon as anyone else comes into the equation, I would never call it peer pressure because it's definitely a choice of mine to stay up and keep up and enjoy myself. And I do much more than if I was sitting at home on my own. But my routine goes out the window. And since moving here, especially in the last month or so, I've really made a good group of friends and we go out in the evenings. And sometimes that goes on till 5am. And for me, it busts my routine that's that's it I really struggled to pick up the pieces later on and I have definitely consciously cut down on my alcohol intake because I feel that that disrupts my routine a lot if I even if I drink a a glass or, or two glasses before I go to bed on my own or with a meal I 
I feel it in the morning. I can feel my body being tired and still trying to process that through. And so I have taken the decision to sacrifice that for a better night's sleep, which to me, I don't feel too hard done by. I do drink. Um, I do drink socially, but I've really cut down on it for myself. And it was something, again, I wrote about in a personal post I put talking about alcohol consumption and how I'd actually cut down on alcohol for other reasons too and getting into these habits of living on your own and and building such a routine and habits. I'm definitely someone that really enjoys my structure and if I start gaining bad habits now, it just is never going to end well later down the line. But I'm not perfect and I would never like to use myself as a case study for anyone else because I think everyone is different and I think that is the most important thing when it comes to sleep and tiredness is just to listen to your body because it will tell you when you're tired and I guess that is exactly what the Google search was saying you will feel it you know when you're tired and accepting that you're tired is one thing when you're then tired having to dig into why you feel tired is a whole nother thing but I think if you are feeling tired physically or emotionally the power to delve into why or how or what was I feeling before this tiredness this fatigue where did I think I was going did I hit a wall instantly did something trigger it has this been a slow process am I getting enough sleep Am I getting enough sleep? That is the real question. That's where everything comes from. Am I getting enough sleep? Some people need naps. As I said, some people want to nap in the day and, and keep up with their sleep. Some people just need to go to bed earlier. Some people need to not pressure themselves to get up before six every day. If you are feeling tired or you're feeling yourself becoming out of control with how you're feeling and your emotions and you're just maybe you're snappy or you're anxious maybe these are symptoms of tiredness that you're just not recognizing not a doctor (laughs) just a thought and I guess that's kind of I mean again I like to give some kind of advice or or talk about how I've dealt with my tiredness and how I would suggest other people do and it's very hard because just sleep (laughs) or you don't necessarily even have to sleep but just rest let your mind rest and if that means doing yoga or meditation to clear your mind or going for a run you know when you're feeling tired sometimes all you need is a run because it clears your head and it sounds like madness to say go on a run but I, I, for me that it's the time when I clear my head I put on my music full blast and I just run and some people just want to watch a film some people want to binge a series some people want to take a shower have a bath there's so many ways for you to relax and get that peace and serenity and a clear mind without physically having to sleep And I think, again, that's really important to know. Getting the balance between your eight hours of essential sleep a night, but also checking in with your body along the day, along the week. You know, have I given myself enough time? Have I given myself enough 
time to reset and recuperate and refresh. And that can come in so many different forms. But knowing, know, being self-aware as to where you want to be when you feel tired, what you want to do is really important. If you're dreaming of a desert island, maybe you need a change of scenery. Maybe you need to get out. Maybe you need to go and stay with a friend for a few days and refresh. If you're dreaming of bed, get in. <laughs> get into bed and, and enjoy and just removing this guilt around taking time for yourself. And it goes back to what I said last time. And I genuinely think I'm going to quote this in every single one of my episodes because I think it is so important if you are not rested and refreshed and your jug isn't full, how are you going to help someone else? How are you going to help others? How are you going to fill up everyone else's cup? And so the next time you are feeling guilty for taking a nap or cancelling those plans to stay home and recharge your social batteries, remember that. Remember that in the long run, you are doing everyone a favour. I'm not sure if you can actually hear in the background, there is sheep bells going on. So that is uh, <laughs> a good start. And I also have a huge ulcer on in my mouth and I'm feeling that I have a slight lisp. So I'm very sorry for this episode being slightly wonky, uh, to put it one way. But I'd be really interested to know what you think of this, what you think of my ideas. I think to sum it all up, I think it's just such a personal feeling um that it's very hard to encapsulate everything all at once everyone's preferences and I think recognizing that everyone has different needs and everyone's body acts in different ways and displays this feeling in different ways is the first sign to 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 working out what we all need and how we can help each other and this culture of burnout and and as I said, you know, this hustle culture and productivity, you know, this addiction to productivity and squeezing every last drop out of life. It's a very toxic movement, especially in the last year through the pandemic, especially because people have lost jobs, people have lost their family, people have lost their homes. And this pressure to keep making banana breads and learning a new language and <laughs> riding a tricycle it was hugely damaging, I think, to a lot of people. And and I think it's important to recognise that as we come out, everyone is going to take this period of time in their own stride. And some people are still wanting to be careful about COVID. And some people are not at all. Some people are sick to death of it. And the way that the government and the media have handled this, I think we cannot blame anyone for how they're feeling and this confusion and this just doubts around what is and isn't okay and what's right and what where you draw the line, where you draw boundaries. And I think that would be my one big thing is to stay alert and recognise, check in with your friends as to how they're feeling about stuff before assuming that everyone wants to make it to that party and just not putting any pressure on anyone to keep up or keep up in the same way that the rest of the group or whatever it is. And it's a case of checking in and recognizing that some people will go quiet 
and some people will be highly sensitive and you have to just be aware. I don't know, I'm finding this one hard. I'm finding this one hard to give advice on because I don't think I'm in a position to do that. Um, So I'm going to stop rambling. But thank you for listening to this episode. I'm sorry it was a little bit of an off one. Um, There's just so much. There is so much. There is so much. Um, But look after yourself. Rest, recuperate, and I will see you next week.